winter break. We are back. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Prieros. With me today, I have my co-sports editor, Reed Watkins. How's it going, Reed? Super good. Good to be back. So really kind of an up and down week, or up and down break for uh, ISU Sports. We're going to start with some women's basketball who, since the last time we talked to you, they're 5-2, and two, including a four-game sweep on a, <coughs> on a road trip. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference with wins over Missouri State, a four-point win. Southern Illinois, a three-point win. Bradley, a 10-point win. And the most impressive of all, the 14-point win at Belmont without Paige Robinson. Uh, This women's basketball team is really starting to hit their stride. They're playing at a high level, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I think. Um, You can reference this past game against Belmont. Like I said, I've looked at their roster. I don't believe Belmont was missing anybody in this game, but... ISU was up 21-4 after the first quarter, thanks to a Jada Stinson nearly half quarter there that went in. So, I mean, they're really playing at a high level right now, and if they continue to play at this level, they're going to be a a tough team to beat in this conference. You beat Drake, and you beat Belmont. You did lose to UNI, but I would say those four teams, ISU, Drake, Belmont, and UNI, are the four teams to really keep an eye out in the conference. And when you start... Uh, two and one against those teams um, with one of those wins coming at the projected number one team in the conference. That's a great start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they kind of um, blew everyone away, I would say, because um, I think it was Thursday night we were at Bradley, or was that a Wednesday? That was a Thursday. A Thursday night. Um, Paige hurt her thumb and came back and finished out the game pretty strong, kind of found her stride. Hit that 7 nothing run of her own yeah, to give exactly. ISU the lead for good. So with an injured thumb, and then after the game she was telling us that um, it was nothing serious and there was no chance that she would um, miss the game. Obviously um, it either got worse or progressed the wrong way and ended up missing the game. Maybe it was just um, out of a, an abundance of caution, but she ended up not playing and – after that, you kind of expect them to come out flat-footed. And <laughs> Especially because, I don't know, I think we had talked about this maybe, they had to like get find rides to the game. Right, the yeah. Did, the bus didn't work, the so they had to find rides to the game. that um, Mary Crompton's parents had to step in and kind of transport them from their hotel to the arena for shoot-around. So. so with all that going wrong, you still come out and put up 21 points while holding them to four? Amazing, That's... yeah. I just, I think they... I do think part of it is they found Bradley on the right day. Or, sorry, excuse me, Belmont on the right day. Um, I don't think Belmont's going to play like that again, maybe this whole season. Um, they won't face, though, again this regular season, which is actually exactly. huge for the Redbirds now because if it comes down to a tiebreaker, ISU holds that. Right. That is a huge win now that I'm looking at the schedule. Yeah, so a very interesting um, matchup that we might only get to see once this year, unfortunately. Um, but I think... Illinois State has really turned a corner, and um, you'd like to see um, some more consistency around who's scoring the ball when it's not Paige and Mary still. Um, but I think Deanna Wilson's gotten better and more consistent, which was a bigger problem earlier in the season. She's really um, improved. And then um, Kate Bowman's had some standout games. Um, and then the person who's impressed me the most over the past two has been Tashana Wright-Gaskins. I mean, she's just playing her brand of basketball. And it, it's just that when there's Paige, Mary, and Deanna all on the same team, you have to find something else to be good at to really contribute. And I think Tashana Wright-Gaskins does that so well by being a hustle player, getting rebounds, 
blocking shots even while she's undersized. And she's having so much fun out there. You can just exactly. tell. She runs around like crazy. She is, in my opinion, probably the most athletic player on the roster. Oh, yeah. So, she's one of the more, might be one of the most athletic players in the conference. I'd have to really look into that. Yeah. But. She's something else. And when she gets going and then, um, is still being aggressive while playing under control, she's a really uh, game-changing player for this team. Definitely. Yeah, that's been a huge part of this uh, defensive stretch for them. I mean, let's see. So over the last four games, 63-56-50-56. I mean, that's a heck of a defensive stretch for this Redbird team. Kind of reminds me of the end of the season last year when they went on that tear defensively to win the tournament. But if they continue to play defense at that level, and then you have, I mean, like you said, Paige scoring at the level she can. Mary Crompton is hitting threes at an unbelievable rate this year. I mean, after... Kind of a down year last year, if we're going to be completely honest, especially later in the season after, from what I guess we were told at the beginning of the year, she didn't practice once conference play started. I mean, Mary is currently 45% from three, and that's not somebody who's taking 23 so far this year. She's taken 102 threes, and she's still 45%. Paige Robinson's still at 41%. Maya Wong's at 40%, while also 94% from the free throw line. Um, I mean, this guard room that they have is just playing at an extremely high level right now and now that you have Deanna Wilson starting to pick up the pace Kate Bowman starting to pick up the pace we said uh, a couple weeks ago I think that was the biggest worry was these posts just weren't stepping up they didn't really have that presence now that they do I there are not a whole lot of teams that can beat them I don't think in this conference yeah that's not to discredit anything um that ja- Jasmine McGinnis Taylor is doing oh, yeah, off she's the bench been either. a huge she's stepped up as bench. well yeah especially um as really the premier reserve forward for this team. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Hannah Kelly's played well as, um, in addition to that. but And then Deshaunna Gaskins, she's like a borderline for, like it really depends on the lineup they have sure. in because every yeah. once in a while you'll go small ball with her. And with her athleticism, she can guard all four, All players. five positions, yeah. Really, yeah. So I really like where this team is going right now. Um, again, if you look at last season, you have to – avoid that um, little lull they had at this around this time last year, maybe a little later in the season. Um, but I think they can really finish strong and secure maybe the number one, definitely the number two seed are in play for them when um, Hoops in the Heartland comes around. Definitely. So uh, you look at the MVC right now, ISU's at the top, 5-1. and one. I'm a little confused how just because you and I is also five and one and you and I beat them yeah I'm not sure about not that. sure how that works but it might just be a tie and they don't yeah so um Murray State and Drake and Missouri State right behind them Belmont's actually three and three in conference play um but that's just a quick look I mean you got a big stretch here coming up for the Redbirds um they got to continue to play at this level because like you said they had a little bit of a lull but you have back-to-back home games, Indiana State and Evansville this weekend before you go Valparaiso and UAC on the road, and then uh, a four-game homestand after that. So, I mean, you have a big stretch coming, and you need to take advantage of it because, I mean, like you said, and I know I keep repeating myself, but this is when they kind of fell apart a little bit last year, and you can't let that happen this year. You need to continue to play at this level, and I think they can because they have the roster built to do it. I think that's it for women's basketball. Um, like I said, they've uh, – had a heck of a stretch here over winter break. Uh, they'll be back in action Friday night, 6.30 p.m., pack the arena for a blackout game. Uh, make sure to get out for that game. Um, the next thing we do want to talk about, uh, the men's team. 
not quite the success of the women's team uh, since the last time we talked. Um, I believe the last time we talked, they since the last time we talked, they have three and six, I believe. I'm sorry, three and five. So definitely not the stretch that the women's team has had. Really up and down. You had that three-game losing streak to start the real conference play against UIC. You lost by four, UNI six, and then Indiana State nine. Come back with wins against Evansville, a scary game to say the least. And then that Missouri State game where you just absolutely dominate the overtime period. But then a kind of a disappointing loss to Southern Illinois, I would say, to say the least. I mean, maybe going into the game you didn't have, you know Southern Illinois has the caliber of play that they do. But you're up three at half, and it just they just collapse in the second half, to say the least. Yeah, it was um it was a disappointing game, um, especially when they kind of gave the fans that glimmer of hope. Um, but I think the takeaway is that they showed they can play with anyone in the conference, which is kind of what we've drawn already this year, um, regardless of how they f- um, win or loss. They have shown that they can compete, which I think is – um, good, but obviously that's not the goal, and they need to imp- make improvements. I thought the Missouri State game could have been um, a change in their season where it's, they finally get a great home that win. That is a good Missouri State team, regardless yeah. of what the record says. Yeah, they're talented and they're athletic, and they make you uncomfortable, but uh, Illinois State matched the pace in that game and matched the physicality they were giving. Um, and then I think the other storyline that's been recently, and I just obviously did did a feature story on him, um, but Seneca Knight's play has really impressed me. Yes. Um, I tweeted this, but he he was taken out of the starting lineup, um, and in the four games since then, he's led the team in scoring and been fourth on the team with 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Which I just think... You wonder if that's just maybe the role for him. I mean, in your feature, you talked about how he never really found his role, and I'm wondering if the way he's playing right now, is that the role? Like, get starter minutes, but maybe bring the energy off the bench that they need maybe don't go right away right it's almost like a an nba strategy where some you players bring, are like that you bring a talented scorer off the bench to lead the second unit um and maybe that is what he needs personally i i think we'll see him return to the starting lineup at some point this season especially if we don't hear about especially if you don't hear good news about colton sandage which exactly we're waiting to hear back on that with his just a plethora of injuries i think is what yeah. we've heard Mainly his back, I heard, yes. was pretty, um, a rough injury. I believe it was sustained in practice um, over Illinois State's winter break. Um, and then I did not see him at practice. I could be mistaken. I don't think he was at practice when I was there on, that would have been Monday night, I believe. Um, so no word on Colton Sanders yet. No word if he made the trip to Cedar Falls um, yesterday with the team. But obviously, we'll we hope to learn more tonight when they face off against the Panthers. And I think this is a really interesting matchup. Um, I think it'll tell a lot about the team seeing um, an NBC team for the second time this year. Yeah, and I think this is a bigger game than some people might realize. Um, ISU is currently three and five in the NBC. If you can take this game on the road against the team who took a game at your home court earlier this season, if you can slow down Bowen Bourne win this game you have a Valparaiso team who if you play at your best basketball you can definitely beat these guys you're sitting at five and five in conference play then granted you do have a tough stretch you have to go into Carver Arena where no team has won in over a year uh you host Southern Illinois who you just uh fell to by 12 I believe it was yep 
and then you host UIC, who you lost to by four earlier this year. So, I mean, this five-game stretch is going to be massive for the Redbirds, and it's going to help create an identity for this team because it shows, A, how they can bounce back from losses. You lost to UNI, you lost to Southern, you lost to UIC, and it's B, do you have the resolve to come back from this, I believe it's four losses in their last six games, and can you bounce back, take two in a row, sit at 500 in conference play, and control your destiny going ahead into March at the NBC tournament? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it felt like the UNI game in Seth <clears throat> Arena was more like a 20-point loss, the way that they consistently got beat by Bowen Bjorn Bourne throughout the game, and he was just kind of doing whatever he wanted for a portion of the those 40 minutes, and it felt like an insurmountable lead. It kind of surprised me, again, looking back um, at the box score and seeing it was a six-point loss. Uh, because They were it, down. Granted, and what's even crazier to think about, I don't think they were ever down by more than 13 in that game. Yeah. It's, it that's it crazy felt like a much bigger loss, and you would – like to see some fight um, out of them in Cedar Falls tonight, and I think we're going to learn a lot about this team going forward. I'm really excited about this game. I think it's um, definitely fair to say that a couple players um, are needing to step up. I would put Kendall Lewis on the top of that list, and um, it was his team, kind of. I would say it was his team earlier in the year. For the first, like, probably five games, I would say. And um, his production, at least offensively, has dropped, and – he, um, He's still a very good defender, but it's just his efficiency. Right, you're not going to see his minutes plummet. No, no, like he still brings to the table what he brings to the table. Exactly. But. You just need to find a way to for him to get the ball in the basket, and um, I think play with confidence. And um, after that game against Missouri State, he hits the shot to send them to overtime. But um, he scored, I think, six straight points. He had like the the game tying shot and the first four points of overtime. Right, and then. He goes to um, Southern Illinois and is scoreless in 28 cool. minutes. 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, 4 rebounds. Yeah, it's just a um, – you want to see more from the guy who you thought was going to be the the, the leader guy, of the team. Really, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd look for him to step up going forward. I, I think he has it in him. It's just a matter of um, getting it out and um, – doing it consistently. Um, but I look at guys like, I think Poindexter and Burford have been the bright spots of this team. They have just been so consistent in everything yeah, that they do. they've been and a rock for this team. Exactly. And um, maybe they're not true point guards. I feel like that's what I see a lot of the complaints are about um, for this team is they're lacking a true point guard. But I think having those two is better than having one single two, uh, true point guard by far. Yeah. They're definitely doing a lot of work to pick up this uh, guard play for the Redbirds. And then when you combine that with uh, Seneca Knight, this guard play really has been really strong as of late. But like we said, they have a big game tonight, uh, 7 p.m. at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So uh, make sure to tune into that game as the Redbirds look to move to 4-5 and five in conference play. Uh, I think that's it for men's basketball. Anything else from you, Reed? Um, I think that's all I got. All right, so we have a few more things we do want to talk about. Uh, I'll start with some track and field. Um they started their season with their fifth straight uh, Cogman Malloy Cup. Um, just a big performance all around from the Redbirds. Uh, Jalen Holmes had a 6.78 in the 60 meter. That was one of their highlighting performances. Um, 
Seven Hicks had a 739 in the 60 meter. I mean, they've had a lot of individual performance that helped build a team performance that was really impressive to open the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the track and field program is always always strong. Always um, both sides to too, men's and women's. Right, and <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's just a testament to everything Jeff Bovey is doing doing with that program. I don't know how he does it. All of those programs, all four, and <laughs> he's just um, one of the highlights at Illinois State. Um, one of many, of course, but I am consistently just impressed with everything that comes out of that program. And, um, it was, um, on a somewhat unrelated note, really nice to see that video of the women's track and field team getting their MVC outdoor, um, championship rings this week. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just not too much you could say other than they are, um, continuing to get better, continuing to have, uh, headline performances from a number of places throughout the meets. Um, and I think that's all you can expect from this team going forward. It'll be interesting to see them compete against some Big Ten competition in Iowa th- um, this weekend. Yeah, and then there is one player I do want to t- – or one uh, athlete I do want to talk about before we move on. Mathis Chavon, I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. I believe for cross country, was he freshman of the year? Yeah, MVC freshman of the year. And now he just uh, got – he had the top four, or the Redbirds had the top four finishes in the three thousand meter, including his first place finish. So he's carrying over that success from uh, the cross country team over on to the indoor track and field team. But yeah, like you said, I mean, everyone's really just play, performing at a really high level right now for this team. It's a it's a bright spot for sure. Um, the next thing I do want to talk about: um, the gymnastics team has started their season. Uh, most recently, um, they got a win over Western Michigan. Um, that was a narrow win. I believe that was by .025 points. Yeah. So uh, a revenge win, like we said in, uh, in our article about that. But uh, this gymnastic team has really been at a high level these past couple of years, and to see them bounce back from maybe a little bit of a disappointing season-opening loss there in uh, last week, it's nice to see them get this one. Yeah, it was a big win. I mean, the margin, if you were looking at their schedule, it was not something I thought would be – surmountable in the time that had passed from that meet it was um 2.50 points against in the loss to western michigan to open the year um so the fact that they were able to get the win is just um absolutely impressive and um obviously they've gotten those four MIC weekly awards to start the year. Four different people, too. Exactly. In back-to-back weeks, it's really impressive. And I am. Uh, this is a program you'll have to, to keep your eye on because they bring a lot to the table for Illinois State sports. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe they're back in action this coming weekend. Um, yeah, they go to Greenville here mm-hmm. on Saturday. So make sure to tune into that, and uh, hopefully they can get another win there. Um, the last thing we do want to talk about, the swimming and diving team, um, they did drop their first meet of 2023. Um, it was a two-day dual meet at uh, UNI. Um, Eva Reyes, though, continues to p- perform at a high level for this team. Uh, she once again swept the one-meter and three-meter dives. Um, but, I mean, all around they had some individual performance that really uh, stepped up. Emma Felter, um personal best in the 100-yard freestyle, and then I believe she got her personal best in the 200-yard freestyle as well. So just a lot of great individual performances, and then the 400-yard freestyle, um, 
one with a time of 331.67. So they're putting it all together early in this year. Despite the loss, I think they have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's about time to rename this the uh, Eva Reyes Fan Club Podcast because we are just so impressed with everything she does um, throughout her uh, year. She's only in her sophomore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only in her sophomore year. And um, they're back out there um, against Indiana State this weekend, but then it's right back um, to Iowa. They're going to be in Iowa City for the MVC Championships in their next meet after that, which they will have about a month to prepare for, but um, really comes by pretty quick um, in once you get to the spring semester. So um, just two more, one more regular season outing for this program, but um, they definitely have room for improvement. But it's, I mean, um, it's been a strong year to start. Um, they really did some good things and win. You got impressive. second at the MVC showcase. You won against Evansville and Eastern. Um, who else do you have? You lost to Illinois, but I mean that's a big program there. They got you're right. They have a lot of, to look forward to as a team, and uh, it's a big beat this weekend for the senior day. Pack the pool at Horton Pool House uh, for their final regular season meet of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they were. I don't know what they were projected. I know they finished second last year. Yeah. And um, I think in this program, it's hard to expect anything other than improvement. So. I'd look for a good outing next month, February 15th through 18th at the MVC Championships um, from this from this swim and dive team. Yeah, I think that's it from me. Anything else from you, Reed? That's all I got. All right, so in the meantime, make sure to follow our Twitter account at the underscore vedette and at Vidi underscore sports, and we will talk to you next week.